This podcast is now streaming on the Accounting Influencers main show. Subscribe to the Accounting Influences podcast to listen to more content just like this. You can also watch this episode on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to learn even more from the very best experts, thought leaders and influencers in the accounting and fintech world. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. Sponsored by Accountex. It's a Friday if you're listening live and on behalf of the Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network, newly launched the AIBN, we present to you UK Matters in Accounting. It's a brand new show. It's the only one of its kind. It comes out every Friday from now on. And this is birthed from the original Accounting Influencers podcast, which was one show with five episodes a week to five shows and a whole broadcast network of five other shows, not including ours. I'm Rob Brown. This is Martin Bissett. Martin, what is UK Matters in Accounting all about? Is the UK the centre of the universe in the accounting world? Yeah, we like to think it is, but in reality, it's not. However, we are at a time where a lot of what's happening in the UK is first mover. So it has a benefit um, to our international listeners by seeing what's coming their way in the future. But for the UK audience that we have, which is a large part of our total audience, we felt the need to dedicate one show to what's going on in the UK because we happen to be recording at a time when, whether we're talking about making tax digital or we're talking about research and development claims or we're talking about ITSA or we're talking about practice development advances, an awful lot of that is happening in the UK right now, whereas traditionally we might see it in the Anzac region and find its way over to the UK. So maybe this show lasts a long time and maybe it doesn't, but for the time being, We are broadcasting UK-specific content, one, because our audience has a very large, as you would expect, concentration of UK listeners, but also for our international listeners, it's there to show you what's going on in this particular hub so that you've got advance warning for when it arrives in your particular hub. Yeah, so we'll be giving UK-related topics, news items, interviews, and we're going to kick off this first episode by giving you some of the interviews we did recently at Accountex. And Martin, you've been going to Accountex many years. For people that have never been, just describe Accountex in a few words. Accountex has been nurtured from an initial idea. Would Accountex come to a conference that was an exhibition as well, through to a, it's a who's who these days. So 10 years on, and I think two different owners later, uh, Accountex has become the biggest show in Europe, possibly the biggest show in the world, for accountants judged by number of sessions, number of vendors, number of attendees. And it has also got a heavy technical um, or technological, I should say, side to it as well. So it's sort of a, if you've only got two days you can spend out of the office in the year, where do you go? You go to Accountex so you can see what's happening in the profession in one go, whether that's a legislative change like MTD, Making Tax Digital, whether it's a technological change or what the experts are saying you should be doing in your practice. It's everything in one big cultural cosmopolitan mix. And Accountex, therefore, provides a hub for us to bring you as many different experts in one place as possible. And during this last Accountex that uh, took place just a few months ago, we were very, very busy in our broadcast studio 
interviewing and speaking to those who knew what was going on uh, in their particular area of specialism. And now we bring it to you in this series. Yeah, we were the official broadcast partner of Accountex and uh, almost 10,000 accounting practitioners and similar showed up. There were over 250 seminars, a lot of which you curated, Martin, with the speaker agenda and uh, hundreds and hundreds of exhibitors, fintech specialists, software providers, all kinds of people like that. We did 50 interviews over the two days, including a couple of live streams. We recorded those and we're gonna bring you the very best of them. We'll share with you a few in this particular episode. On over coming weeks, we'll share more so that you can feel the buzz of the event and get what people are talking about. We're asking them questions like, what do you feel accountants need to be upskilling on to stay relevant and competitive over the next few years. That's the kind of things we ask the people live on the stands. They're throwing a lot of money at this. It's lead generation for them. And they have a vested interest in knowing what works for accountants. And all of the conversations they were having on their stands will give you the flavor of those in these interviews. So enjoy these few coming up and we will see you next week. Thanks for subscribing on UK Matters in Accounting. The Accounting Influencers Podcast here with the official broadcast partners at Accountex, and I'm here today. Well, look at this great stand. The Association of International Accountants, it's David Potts. David, hello. Hello there. Nice to see you. How's it going? It's absolutely great. In fact, it's really good to be back at Accountex. You've got a smile on your face. It I've must be good to be in person again. We've been busy. We've been meeting lots of potential new members, some new sort of partners as well. It's really busy. Really good to be here. Are you a veteran of Accountex? Have you done lots of these? I've done a couple. So uh, a couple before we had our uh, COVID uh, lockdown. Okay. Uh, but it's really nice to be back face-to-face, in-person, meet people, rather than sit behind a screen all day. Absolutely. There's some people you've probably known for many years, or at least a couple of years, and not met in person. Yes. Seeing everyone from the waist up, yes. you can see how tall they are now as Indeed. Well. Yeah. Tell us what this wonderful organisation does for people that don't know, Dave. Yes, well, we are the Association of International Accountants. We're a professional body, a uh, recognised qualified body in the UK. So we train auditors and accountants with a professional qualification. We also offer a practicing certificate for members in practice. So we supervise them. Uh, so public accountants on the High Street, offering services to members of the public. So we supervise them for uh, anti-money laundering, um, and give them sort of benefits and member office as well. Why is it important that you're here? Well, I think it's really important to meet new members who are coming to look for uh, getting a practice certificate and sort of upskilling as well. Also potential members or students who are looking to join the professional body to become qualified and offer their services to the public. And also just for our membership as well, to meet other partners and sort of keep up to date with other bodies who are here as well. And that's a good point, keeping up to date. There is so much going on at the moment. Accountants are saying how overwhelming things are, uh, how it's overload for them. What do you advise them about in terms of what to pick and choose and where to go? Well, particularly, I mean, we've just had the Queen's speech, which has announced some new economic crime measures, for example. Yep. And there's a draft audit bill that's probably coming over in the next year, two years. What we, we think is really important is join the professional body. You get a lot of membership information, guidance, support. It really helps you sort of address all these changes that are happening. So, I mean, for AI's perspective, we have webinars, guidance, checklists, templates, all that sort of stuff. I mean, we're in the room with regulators, with HMRC. So we can really feed that back to you, yeah. you know, straight face to face. Now you've been around, David. I'm sure you've seen a lot of the different stores, the vendors here. It's it's competitive. When we look at the professional institutes, the bodies like this, is it similar, or you're quite collaborative? 
Well, we do work together. I mean, we have a, uh, the sort of the, um, the public interest at heart. We right. work together as bodies with HMRC and other regulators, you know, to support our members. Obviously, there's a bit of rivalry. Uh, we're always competing for the same members, but in a good nature. I think. Can people be members of more than one association organisation? Oh yeah, of course. They can be as many members as want. Okay. Um, people have different um, reasons they want to be members of different bodies. Like what, for instance? That offer different recognition or uh, member benefits. For example, we teamed up with Tolly, uh, the tax library, to offer our members free access to the tax library and online seminars as well. So there are reasons why people might join different bodies. And we interviewed Tolly earlier with Nick Byrne, and uh, there is a lot of things going on in that tax and compliance space that accountants need to be aware of. But again, 40,000 words, he said, of tax regulations and stuff. Yeah. You've got to signpost your members to where the right places are to go for the right thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why we offer all of our CPD as well, because it's easy, easy ways to learn more, yes. uh, to learn the key information as well. So we can, again, as you say, point them to say, this is what you need to know, especially with things like making tax digital coming up as well. You know, people actually need to know what the key parts are, and we offer that to them. Now, we've just met, David, I don't know how frank I can be, but if I were to say accountancy as a profession has something of an image problem in that we know that it's becoming perhaps less attractive as a profession, the baby boomers are moving on at the top end. Would that be fair? Uh, and, and if so, what are we doing about it? I think what's interesting about accountancy, certainly over the past 10 years... You're taking it very well, by the way. I'm taking it very well, yes. We are, you know, we're really, really cool. Yes. cool um, it's how important the actual role of the accountant is. So it's not just bookkeeping, it's okay. wider. Business advisory as well. And I think what is really important as well, we've seen today, there's lots of different partners yes. um, offering different services that we can actually use for members to upskill themselves and broaden their appeal. So, you know, they're not just doing the bookkeeping, but they're also doing business advice and helping people as well. So, you know, it's really, what's going to be interesting is to see how the profession changes in the next five years, moving towards sort of sustainability goals and that kind of thing as things change. Environmental, social governance, CSR, all of yeah. these things, DEI, diversity, equity, yes. inclusion, there's more a lot going on. Yeah. More regulation. But that's a really good point. Tax, regulation, we can get that, but the softer skills, you're talking about business advice there, that's a whole different skill set that we're asking of technically super smart professionals that yeah. are not really used to those softer side things. No, we also, I mean, as part of our sort of upskilling of our members, we offer different qualifications as well. So we have a sort of a business professional style qualification okay. as well. A bit of leadership in there, A bit perhaps. of leadership in there, ethics as well, which is obviously really important now, um, particularly with things like the audit reform. There's a lot of focus on ethics. Yes. You know, we think it's really important. What would you say are the key skills and attributes that accountants are going to need over the next few years to be competitive and relevant? Well, I think it's understanding technology and leveraging that as well. Yeah. Because, you know, it really helps we're gone are the days of paper everywhere in people's offices. There's also some good parts of that, but some bad parts. Um, understanding things like uh, artificial intelligence, I think, is going to be really important. That's here now, forward. isn't it? That's here now, yes. Yeah. People need to make more use of it to sort of get a hold of it now. And also moving towards things like sustainability. We're going to have sustainability reporting in annual reports as well. And that's really important to um, tell clients sort of the picture of their business, how it affects sustainability, how it affects the carbon footprint, net zero, things like that as well. On the technology part for a moment, are we asking accountants of today to be geeks and nerds? Because their clients are asking them about what technology should I be using. So there's so much more they need to do than turning a computer on and off. Yeah. You've seen that change, David. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure about geeks and nerds, but I think it's sort of becoming a real part of everyday life. You know, you can use your phone for everything. Yeah. You can use it to send invoices, use it to sort of capture receipts, do all that sort of stuff. So really it's about leveraging that power to make your life 
life easier as well. It also makes your compliance easier because you know if you have a visit from a professional body, all the evidence is there, all in a database or a software or however you want to have it, yeah. that someone could go and look and check quite easily without you having to go up for paper. And we can see here international accountants. Yeah. We are in a global world and it's been proven ever more with the pandemic, hasn't it? Yeah. We're, we've got to be everywhere and we've got to know about everything. Well, we're also, so we're a professional body, but we're international too. We're based in the UK, and okay. we've got branches in China, Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong, um, Ghana as well, in Africa. So we've really seen, you know, the global, globalization across a big scale, but also, you know, when you look at coronavirus, how it's affected different markets and different places as well. So we've had the experience of learning what our partners in China have gone through and uh, Singapore and Malaysia. So you've got well. a unique perspective on key issues that cut across countries, cultures and boundaries with yeah. that international accounting yeah. label. Well, it's also been really supportive of like international financial reporting standards as well. Okay. So if you take our qualification, uh, you can apply those skills across the world as well. If you want to travel internationally, which not everybody does, but at the moment it's more difficult. But that's incredibly hard because tax regulation in the US is very different to the UK, even yeah. though this digitization and those general themes. Yeah. How hard is it to standardize things across boundaries? Well, there's a core, a sort of core curriculum, I suppose, for accountants that can be standardized and then tweaked for variants for papers. So right. China tax, for example, or Malaysia or America as well. So, you know, there are certain add-ons to add to the qualification to, to be relevant in those things. But as a general, the core things about, you know, professional skepticism, ethics, they're all exactly the same, whatever jurisdiction. I like that, yeah. yeah. Professional skepticism is great. Is there such a thing as an international accountant? Well, if there is, you know, that's why I'm You're here. covering yes. it. Yes, uh -huh. yeah. if there wasn't, I wouldn't be here. No, I think there is, because, you know, it's about learning across the world. Lots of things are the same, as I say, and it's about portable skills as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing really stopping you moving internationally. Um, and as long as you, you know, learn those sort of the idiosyncrasies of those uh, jurisdictions. Yeah. But the core bits of qualification and experience are exactly the same. And finally, uh, David, what is coming up for the next few years? What excites you most about the Association of International Accountants and where you're going? Well, we've got big plans across the world in lots of different jurisdictions, obviously recruiting more members, uh, building new qualifications. So, for example, we're going to be launching an ethics qualification, uh, standalone CPD for our members, and also working towards the uh, sustainable develop, uh, development goals as well, building them into our qualification. As well as more prosaically in the UK, what interests me is things like the Economic Crime Plan uh, 2.0 coming up, um, this audit reform bill um, and reforms to the um, company's house and things like that. So it's important to tell our members about that and pass that guidance on. Your work's not done yet, is it? Certainly not, wow. thankfully. You sound very excited about it though. You're, well, you're optimistic. You. Are you comfortable in your role of selling the profession to this new generation coming through? Yes, I think so, because everyone's always going to need an accountant. And as I say, the role of the accountant is certainly adaptable and changing. And we've seen it transform from simple bookkeeping into business advisory as well. And you know, looking forward to sustainable development, things like that, there's definitely a role for accountants in the future. David Potts, that's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to have with me today Elise Salis from Walters Clover. Hello to you. Hello, lovely to see you. You're looking very jolly. It's day two. How was day one? Well, day one was brilliant. Unfortunately, I had an exceptional night's sleep, so I'm feeling great. Okay, uh, no we... after parties for you then? There was a small after party, okay. but I was trying to be a grown-up. Uh, but everybody, a few of our contingent had a really good time. But no, day one was fantastic. Uh, really good conversations on the stand. Some of them with our customers, some of them with hopefully new customers. Um, yesterday, I talked to an incredible audience all about the importance of culture, for making your people and your practice thrive. Loads of great questions came out of that. So, yeah, 
we're, we're having a good time. Let's talk about culture in a minute, but you've got some prime real estate here, Elise, yep. and obviously this is a big investment. Yep. Why do you keep coming to Accountex? You've been coming for years, Walter's Clue, haven't you, to see it? We have. We've, we've got a great relationship with the organising team. There's so much to do here. There's so much to see. There's great conversations to be had, not just with customers, but also with, you know, some of our partners. Some you want to be in that conversation, Absolutely, don't you? yeah. You we want to be, be involved. No, we don't want to be absent. We want to be involved. We want to get stuck into everything that's going on with Accountex. We go to Accountex North as well. Yeah. We're, uh, we're part of the family. Okay. And you look around, some of your competitors are here. Not too far away. Perceived competitors. Yes. <laughs> What's your attitude with competition? Is it collaborative? Is it quite adversarial? Do you chat about? Because you have accountants and bookkeepers in common, don't you? We do. Um, I don't think there's any point in being adversarial, to be honest, because customers are smart enough to make their own decisions about yeah, where yeah. they want to spend their time. So I think it's really good to keep appraised of what everybody's doing. Of course, we're always keeping an eye on what the uh, yeah. perceived comp competition are up to, but it's a very friendly rivalry. And is the pie getting bigger, do you feel? Is there plenty to go around? Absolutely, yeah. There's loads going on. I mean, you know, whether it's looking at MTD for ITSA, whether it's looking at cloud progress, it's there's a lot to learn in yeah. this hall over a period of a couple of days. So it's it's a good place to spend time. And you're on the PR marketing side, Elise. There's a lot to plan for something like this. We see the pitch and put right there. There's a lot of tech going on here. Yep. How much goes into planning something like this to make sure you get a return on your investment? Yeah. This is not small beans, is it? It's not small beans. It's it's a big event for us every year. We go to a lot of events. Uh, we're big on speaking. We're very focused on thought leadership rather than a pure sales play. Yes. We think there's a much bigger story to tell. It's not just about but the demos, is it? It's not just about the demos, as important as they are. But the thought leadership piece is important. Getting the brand out there is important to us. And just having meaningful conversations, whether it be with customers, whether it be with prospects, or just out to the wider world from that thought leadership perspective yeah. and being involved in the conversation is just just critical. Have you done a context before? Yeah. Okay. Some of your team here will not have done a context before. What does someone experienced like you say to them to prime them for what's coming at them for two days? I think everybody just needs to know that it's complete assault on the senses. We all know. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> well, it is, but in a good way. There's something a little bit sadomasochistic about it in a way because you kind of really well, enjoy. Shoes, I've got my comfy shoes. I've got my, I've got my coffee. Got your coffee. So I'm all set. Yeah. I had a good night's sleep, as I said. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 a full-on experience. It is an assault on the senses, but I think everybody gets such a buzz out of it. All the gang here were really happy. We had a dinner as a group last night right. and just really celebrating being together apart from anything else, especially after the last two years. So it's great to be back. Talk to us about culture. It's a passion of yours. In the accounting world, everyone talks about employer brand now, the yeah. talent shortage. How do you differentiate yourself? How do you attract people, not just into the profession, but into your firm, your company? Yep. So what are the key things to think about with culture? So we, we tend to look at things, hopefully, in a slightly different way. and. My focus is very much on relationships. Right. So we, we have some great talent within the organization. We rely on those people to bring in great talent because this industry is very incestuous. It's very connected. So you work so their networks? We, we work their networks, yeah. but we also do other things. So we are proud members of the Chamber of Commerce. We are proud uh, partners with the Cloud Industry Forum, who actually their CEO is presenting on our stand today and also in our panel session later on. Uh, so Alex Hilton, someone to look out for. He's a fascinating guy, uh, and he's been running the Cloud Industry Forum for some time. So through those networking relationships and events such as this, we actually have really meaningful conversations from a talent perspective. And it's, it's critical to do that because we all know there's a big uh, dearth of talent at the moment, particularly in the technology space. Yeah. So we want, you know, we want the best people. And presumably, Walter's clear, you're not standing still. You want to grow and you need good people to grow, fulfill the promises you're making to your customers and to hit your commercial targets. We have to make Walter's Kluwer Tax and Accounting UK 
somewhere where people want to not just work, but somewhere where they want to stay. Okay. So that's where the culture is so important for us. We are big on accountability. We are big on data-rich feedback. We have very open conversations in our organization. We appreciate people all the time. Um, and it's a really lovely place to work, lovely place to be. We're, we're a very familial kind of a team. Uh, so I'm very proud of our culture. We've worked really hard on it. We really looked after our people uh, in lockdown. We uh, laid on mental health awareness training for everybody. Uh, so That's they a big were all. Deal, isn't it, these yeah, days? well, I think mental health first aid is so important to be able to spot the signs where someone may be having a challenge. We all know that one in four people every year in the UK will suffer from some form of mental health issue. And it's too big a problem. We've got to look after one another. So culture's massive for us and well-being uh, as an aside as well. Yeah. You and your people, are, as we drive to it personally, you and your people are talking to accounting practitioners all the time. Mm -hmm. What, in your view, are the key skills and attributes that they are going to need over the next few years to stay relevant and stay competitive? Part of it, I think, I mean, there's so many things, but part of it definitely comes down to that talent piece. I think the profession is changing. It's becoming much more digitally driven. So you need people with those skill sets, people with an appetite to learn about technology and to understand how it can support them. I'm not saying for a moment that you should replace that expertise that uh, our accountancy friends have. You don't want it's, to turn them into geeks and nerds, at least. Absolutely do you? not. Absolutely not. But I think, you know, it's about using the tools that are available to support and supplement. Um, but the talent piece is important. People are going to have to figure out how they're going to fill that talent shortage, that talent gap. And you know, with everything that's going on with remote working and the increased desire for flexibility, people are going to have to bend, I think, some of their historic rules and, and be a bit more flexible. Yeah. And finally, Elise, what excites you most for the next few years with Walters Kluwer and this whole accounting fintech space? So with Walters Kluwer, uh, obviously, as you know, culture is my baby. So it's kind of within my with my gift to help and support all of our colleagues in that in that way. Uh, we are very much focused on our journey to cloud. There is a lot of great news coming uh, in the in the coming months from us on that, uh, and we'll be sure to share that with you. But I think, yeah, we just want to make sure that our people are in good shape, that they're having these great conversations, that we're keeping our customers happy and delighted, and we'll be back here next year. Well, Elise, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks for your time. And you too. Take care. It's day two. I'm here with Chris Park from Avalara. Chris, hello to you. Nice, Rob. Nice looking, to see you, Rob. You're looking yeah. very fresh-faced after two days of probably thousands of conversations. I think I'm just running on adrenaline, but thank you. <laughs> What's it been like for the last couple of days? Is it your first Accountex? It is my first, yeah, because you know, with COVID and everything, it's just well, been Well, true enough. Act. We've had a couple of years off. Exactly. So how's it been for you? Give us a flavour. You know what? It's been good. Um, it's been good meeting existing partners and customers. Sometimes I've met them for the first time in real life, given the pandemic yes. and everything being closed. And, you know, other times there's been a lot of sort of new potential opportunities, uh, whether it's with integrations or new prospects and customers as well. So it's been very good. And how important are strategic partnerships for you, Chris? Because you look around, there's so many different vendors here. Do you talk to them a lot as well? When I do get a chance, I absolutely do wonder, and I've spoken to a couple of the other, other exhibitors as well. Um, from my perspective, partners are incredibly important. I specialize in the accounting partners, and I see them as the trusted advisor of clients and businesses. So it's crucial that they know what we have to offer to their clients. I don't do hard sells. I think our product speaks for itself. I just want to make sure that they have all of the information they need about what we can do for their clients. Avalara are on a lot of fronts, so you talk about trusted advisors, but how important is the accountancy channel for you as a brand? 
given that we specialize in transactional taxes and it's usually the accountant that sort of takes the lead yes. uh, in advising businesses and steering them, I think that's critical. Yeah, I understand. And for people who don't know, explain briefly what Avalara do. We are a tax technology company and we specialize on transactional taxes, whether that's US sales tax, if you're heading sort of across the Atlantic, VAT in Europe, uh, GST in Asia Pacific. So you're global. Yes, essentially. <laughs> we had an interview with Tolly, and uh, they've got these mugs that say tax is sexy, and you would probably say the same, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I'd oversell it. Uh, no. You know, it's a fact of life. I'd rather kind of equip people with what they need to deal with it. Yeah. Give us a flavor, Chris, about how the world is opening up now for international commerce. I mean, with the pandemic, everyone moved to online sort of retail. Uh, you know, it just reduces kind of barriers. You know, you don't have to think domestically about sort of how you're going to sort of sell and kind of reach your audience. Um, I think, you know, tax is always going to be complex and it's always going to be specific to every country as well, which is why we're finding accounting partners sort of need uh, providers like us to enable their customers to reach audiences beyond their domestic market. And you talk to a lot of accountants, Chris. How do you get a sense of, let me ask it better, what skills, attributes do you feel they're going to need over the next few years to stay competitive and relevant? Good question. There is sort of a fundamental basic level of competency when it comes to sort of that domestic kind of area of work that they're working in. I assume that all of my partners can sort of manage everything within the UK. Uh, and then if they're thinking cross-border, I think it's about knowing sort of when they need to start looking at other tax systems, for example. So they don't need to know everything about the US, but they might need to know sort of when their clients might need to start looking at a registration, for example. And you often don't know what you don't know, even accountants. They can't be expected to know everything, can they? Exactly. So look, I work in a partner background, but I'm fortunate to have worked in taxes and customs uh, for 10 years now. So, you know, I'm happy to sort of equip them with the information that they need to work out when they might not start need to looking at uh, solution providers like us. And Chris, you're a passionate guy. You obviously love what you do. What excites you most for you and Avalara over the next few years? We've been expanding in Europe, you know, and over the last few years we've grown exponentially. Uh, I think there's a lot more that we can do. There are a lot more other potential partners, potential customers that don't know about us yet that might be a good fit with us. So I'm excited to sort of see, you know, how we can help other businesses. Well, it's been great talking to you today. Thanks, Thanks for your time. All right. Thank you. Accounting Influencers Broadcast Network presents UK Matters in Accounting with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett.